Awesome. Hi, bud. Hey, Lizzie. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How, how have you been? Good, good. good. It's a little toasty here in, uh, in South Jersey, but uh, other than that, pretty good. <laughs> you know, it happens. <laughs> I'm assuming you're down in Nashville still? Yep. Hanging out in Nashville for a couple days, and then we head to Canada with Volbeat. Nice. Well, we have you coming to do a WMGM show here on August 5th at Ocean Casino Resort with Volbeats. Now, I've been talking to you a lot over the last decade, trying to get you back in Atlantic City, and I'm going to set this up for you. The first time I saw Hailstorm was the House of Blues. You opened up for the late, great Ronnie James Dio in Heaven and Hell. Then you were with the Carnival of Madness. You got to join Amy Lee on stage and sing. And then, of course, you did our birthday bash way back in 2013. And that's the first time you had Tom Kiefer Cinderella on stage doing Nobody's Full. So August 5th, you got to do something special for Atlantic City now. I know, right? We got to we got to up the up the game here. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, it's funny. It's like you, you're listing that. I didn't realize there were so many magical moments in Atlantic City, but I'm not surprised. You know, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so I, I know all about you dirty Jersey people and <laughs> we've had some times apparently. <laughs> yeah, so we are we are looking forward finally to get you back here in Atlantic City. It's been uh I guess it's been uh, almost a decade now since uh you played AC. Uh, talking about all these performances uh that you've done on stage or with. You do a lot of guesting as well and uh we played the hell out of separate ways with you and Daughtry. Congratulations on that being such a big hit. Oh, thank you so much. He's such a sweetheart. You know, we've been friends for years and and I've always really wanted to do something together and this is like super last minute like we were both happened to be off tour and he's like hey I'm in Nashville I'm recording this song like can you come over tomorrow <laughs> and and sing this song with me and so uh, of course I'm like dude like separate ways is like my go-to karaoke song like I know it by heart let's go so it was just super fun uh, to do it with him and then neither one of us expected it to go gangbusters like it did and it's uh it's it's been a real I don't know I've been very grateful for it it's it's uh it's such a great song and Daughtry is amazing he's such a great talent so it's uh, as a singer it's a lot of fun to sing with that guy too uh, I mean the the live performance you did over in the UK was tremendous oh that was so much fun <laughs> first time at Royal Albert Hall singing singing <laughs> some, some journey <laughs> that's awesome uh, and I had, I had actually a chance to talk with Daughtry the story you told about how it came about is exactly how he told it as well but did he ever tell you what the original choice of the cover was going to be oh yeah he they, what weren't they talking about like the final countdown or something like that or yes he told me the final countdown and he told his band all i see is us being the soundtrack to a bunch of mom videos of their kids doing karate pretty much which is still valid and you know maybe we'll do that in the future I told him, like, you should have done both. Have it be a B-side, man. <laughs> he, and he said, when he talked to his manager about separate ways, he says, the manager said, how about a duet? And his first words out of his mouth was Lizzie Hale. You were never not the choice. Uh, uh, yeah, apparently I was top of the list. But it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's it's an honor, man. You know, as, as far as we're, we're two little vocal nerds, and and so it's it's always fun getting together and, and trying to, you know, piece something together with, with Chris because he cares so much about that and, and about the performance and he's so professional yeah it's 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 just it's it's great to do these things with the people that you enjoy doing them with you know it's like it's one of those kind of like you can you can probably call it a pinch me moment you know because like like we met back in the day and and when i first met daughter he was on the tails of, of american idol and so like kind of this like other realm of superstardom so the fact that we're doing stuff together it's like man this is crazy friends and we do these things it's 
it's awesome. You know, he, what life uh, is about. The last several years, he's been in our studio, and and he he found his way back to rock radio again. Obviously, American Idol, a lot of pop, and he had huge success, and the songs are great. But he taking back over, like he produces the records, he puts them out, and he's like he's found his way back yeah. to uh, to rock radio, and it's really good to uh, sit, hear his songs. And then, of course, separate ways just uh, just blew up on a complete opposite collaboration. I just watched it again; it had been a while. But talking about how you end up in a Guar video for the cutter. <laughs> that was another weird email, right? So, like, it kind of came through. They're like, hey, so Guar wants you to sing and, like, be this character. And I'm like, yes, tell me when. <laughs> I will, <laughs> Even if it's 7 a.m., we're getting up, we're doing it. Uh, and it was just amazing. Uh, it, an obscene amount of blood. Um, obscene. It just kept, like, you, you should have seen me because when we did the video, the particular studio that we were in didn't even have, like, a shower or anything. So I'm, like, <laughs> driving home, like, just covered <laughs> in, in fake blood, you know. And um, you know, uh, Joe um, in our band was, was with us because he was taking pictures of it. And he's, we're driving home, like, should we, like, stop at, like, a mini-mart and, like, just have me walk in, like, well, maybe I can buy some Band-Aids. I don't know. <laughs> It was like obscene, but no, like that. One of the one of these, you know, pinnacle moments of just. I mean, Guar is legendary, and I got to. Uh, they gave me a, a name, and uh, so I'm I'm a part of the club now. <laughs> and uh, it's just so it's it's uh it's it's crazy to to think about those things, you know. Just take that off my bucket list. <laughs> well, I assumed uh, I assumed it was not it wasn't CGI that obviously you were you know whatever they consisted whatever the blood is consisted of um, it was real because you were drenched in the video. Oh, drenched, and and then also the uh, the makeup artist used some of the blood for like one of the scenes for my lipstick. So I'm just like, yeah, I wear the blood of my enemies as my lipstick. Yeah, there you like, go. So. <laughs> I'd expect uh, brutal. I'd expect nothing less. So last year, put out back from the dead, lots of success here on uh on rock radio where are you with uh new music moving forward um you know we're we're constantly writing we're kind of collecting ideas for whatever happens next it's it's so it's so funny the process is different every single time because i think that throughout every album cycle you almost kind of evolve into a different person with like different uh, different things that you want to say or or different ways that you want to play your instrument and all of that so we're just kind of experimenting right now but but yeah you can expect new things from us always i mean it's a, we have a constant need for whatever's next <laughs> so so yeah you'll be sick of me before long <laughs> <laughs> never never uh i know you're you're on the road with volbeat you go overseas through december so i'll assume new music sometime in 2024 yeah yeah we can assume that i, I you know what let's just mark it so that it actually gets done <laughs> nice give me a deadline <laughs> uh i said this the last time i talked to you you're always on my television with the year in rock hosting that but the vinyl obsession uh, i and I have a vinyl obsession. How how much fun was that to do that show? And I knew at the end of it that Cinderella Night Songs was going to be in your top five. Oh yeah, you know you gotta. It's 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 a it's great to like revisit the things that actually like got you into music or were you know just pinnacle moments. You know that 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 changed the course of of your inspiration or something because then you listen to it in vinyl and so like when I first listen to Night Songs from Cinderella, it was like 
first it was a cassette tape, and then it was a CD and all that. And so to actually, like, listen to it in the entirety in vinyl is, is just an experience. Yeah, we have far far too much vinyl in my house. <laughs> it's a, it's still it's still a thing that we do. And there's nothing like getting a bunch of friends together and putting on some good tunes and literally just um, torturing them with, like, no, this is vinyl. We have to listen to the entire record. <laughs> the whole thing. My, uh, my wife goes, another record? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm playing vinyl all the time. I'm like, and I said, you, if we go and look at your book of CDs from back in the 90s and 2000s, you got more CDs than vinyl. It just takes up more space. Exactly. Exactly. See, this is nice and thin and compact. And <laughs> yeah, I, I just. It I'm keeping it in alphabetical order. It's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm the same way. I, it takes me back to being a kid. I mean, I played night songs and, and just so many 80s records when I was young. I mean, Cinderella was my first concert at the Spectrum in Philly opening up for Bon Jovi. I was 10 years old. So. Oh, my gosh. I have a bond with that. That was an amazing record. I, I have. I mean, I was 10, so I have vague memories, but I still remember, you know, Cinderella coming on and everything being larger than in life and John Bon Jovi flying over the crowd and that was the beginning of live shows for me and like it hooked me immediately so uh, the playing of the vinyl though I used to just when I learned how to put the needle on vinyl and they taught me how to do it I, it was between that and MTV in the yeah. 80s it was just music 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 over I know it's it's crazy like I feel like you know music chooses you not the other way around I think I think that it's like that was just calling to you and that was the that was the that was the moment you know it all exploded for you and I, I love that. Absolutely. I mean, listen, I can pinpoint things in my life like discovering Def Leppard at eight years old and Photograph, which really changed it for me. And then vinyl and concerts. And then I still remember the first time I heard Hailstorm on the radio. I heard I Get Off and I'm like, who is that? Because I'm a sucker for a hard rock band with a female voice. I love Heart and I love Pat Benatar. And, and I immediately went and bought your CD and it didn't leave the CD player for like four months. I just was hooked. Oh, thank you so much. That, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, like, I, I mean, I look. I was born in '83. I was a teenager technically in the '90s, but it, but it's but it's like I was obsessed with '80s music in that same way. Whereas, like, I loved the show and and the hooks and the moves and the fact that they like you know everybody just kind of cared about the production and all of that. And so, yeah. I, if I was born in the '80s, I, I'd be definitely a little Pat Benatar wannabe. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's how I envision myself. I've been about a decade behind in my interest in music forever. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you saying that I was in high school in the '90s, and I love a ton of '90s bands, love them to death. But it was tough for me because I was still roaming around with Def Leppard and Motley Crue shirts, and everybody's looking at me like I'm I'm no longer cool. <laughs> Dude, no, no. So I took a an Alice Cooper CD and a Dio CD to a slumber party in 1996. Those girls looked at me like I was from another planet. They're like, "Why do you like this?" <laughs> that and that was the moment I realized that I was not cool. Um, <laughs> and the the brilliant thing is that then years later, like we get to tour with Alice Cooper, and I get to tell him that story, and he was so proud. He's like, "I'm so glad it was me." <laughs> so so like that, it made it all worth it. But yeah, I I it's funny how those moments you, you trace it back because I remember coming back from that slumber party and my dad was working third shift as, as a mechanic at the time and so he was like up when I when I got home and, and he's like so how'd it go and I'm like I don't I don't know man like they didn't like my music and he's like that's good I'm like why is that good dad you know I'm like 11 <laughs> like these girls are never gonna like me and um and and he's like no because you love the music just because you love it it's not you weren't told that it's cool you it's a part of you and so now it's like I can trace back like we wouldn't have songs like I Get Off or like Freak Like Me or, 
Miss Hyde or anything without having that experience and actually like learning to own your weird, you know, own what makes you different, own what you love, you know, it's like you don't have to fall in line with whatever's popular right now or whatever, just do what you like. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting how, how music can kind of change the course of your life, you and your life's mission. Absolutely. It's funny. It's second grade show and tell. I brought Def Leppard Power Mania and the only person in the classroom that knew what I brought was the teacher. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he gets it. <laughs> so, all right, Ocean Casino Resort, August 5th, Volbeat, Hailstorm. We cannot wait for another exclusive WMGM event with you. You now have uh, you have your homework. That somehow you got to do something different, special that I night know, for Atlantic City. <laughs> We're going to have an, an obscene amount of bubbles. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Hey, I just want to say thank you. Over the years, you guys have been a part of WMGM, whether it's the music or doing shows for us. Anytime I say, let's get Lizzie on the uh, phone, your management, your record label, always, they, they get you on the phone. We get the chat. We've taken winners to meet you guys. You, you guys just between Hailstorm, management, and, and label, you have been so good to WMGM, and I just want to thank you for that. Oh, no. I mean, like Likewise, thank you so much for being a part of our family for years and years, and and for spinning our tunes and and put us in putting us on shows. We're like we're all in this together, man. It's like it's not it, it's there's a very a non-existent line between what we do and what you do and the people that come and see our shows and they're buying tickets. It's like we again, it's an experience for all of us, and and we just really appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we will see you on August fifth. All the best with the kickoff of the Volbeat tour, and uh, hopefully. I'll see you in Atlantic City. I'll be out there, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm looking forward to some bubbles or whatever you got planned. <laughs> we're, bring, we're bringing some people back from the dead, and it's going to be a jam. Let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. Lizzie, all the best. I thank you for your time, and uh, we'll, see you, we'll see you in August. We'll see you soon, darling. Thank you so much for taking the time. No problem. Thank you. Take care.